Hey kids, it's me, Isaac Robots. We're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. This time around, we're gonna take a look at some 90210 cards. I got I got a sample of a food cube. We're gonna run through my computer at the lab. We're gonna find out what these things are actually made of. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. We're all gonna have a good time, but until that good time happens, Grandmaster Grandpa. Okay, IC Robot. I am on the Tech 12. This is one time for your mind. The world's famous IC Robots show. Back on Earth, IC Robots is in his laboratory analyzing a piece of a brown food cube. Alright, let's see. Uh, what's going on right now is like I have a Jimmy Dean flavored food cube right here in front of me. I, I was able to secure one of these down at the uh, Circle K, this Octagon H, rather over by the uh, Lewis Adult School. And we're gonna we're gonna slice into this, run it through my computer, and we're gonna see. Shout out to the Arthur Fonzarelli brand Switchblade. We're gonna slice into it. See, uh, let's see. Let's break this into segments here. Let's um, let's snip off a small portion. Shout out to the uh, Vidal Sassoon scissors. Okay, we got a small little sliver of it here. Let's um, let's move these beakers aside. Let's move this over here. I uh, probably should use tongs in picking this up. I don't know how. I don't know how uh, safe it is to actually come in contact with them. Let's. Let's take it and we're going to insert it into the computer right here and we'll find out in a sec what's actually inside these things. Computer analysis complete. Trace amounts in sugar. Low-grade sausage into material known as the stuff. The stuff? Oh my gosh, this is uh this is not good. Let me um let me print this out really quick and we'll see if we can get a more accurate analysis. Uh, okay, so it says small percent low grade sausage, some sugar, and a low grade quantity of the stuff. If you guys if you guys don't know what the stuff is, listen to listen to this report here. I'll I'll uh let me, let me find this on my hard drive. Let me listen to this report from the FDA about the stuff. Hold on, we'll be back in one sec. I'm here now to warn you about the dangers of the stuff. Oh! If you see it in the stores, call your local police. If you have it in your homes, don't touch it. Get out. <laughs> the stuff is a product of nature, a deadly living organism. It can overcome your mind and take over your body. There's nothing that can stop it. This is not good, man. I remember back in 1985 when they first introduced this stuff into the world. This stuff, dude, it like, uh, people were eating it left and right and they were going crazy. I kinda, I kinda felt some like deja vu when I started seeing like people, people flipping out over these food cubes and stuff. And I, I, I don't know, I thought that like, I thought maybe there was some kind of a, some kind of a connection, but I didn't even think the Pooptronics would go and try to, try to push this, and push this stuff back on people. I, I don't know, we're gonna have to do something about this. Let me, uh, let me get out of the lab. We're gonna open up some trading cards and I'm, I'm gonna put some thought into this. We gotta figure out what, what our next step is. But until we find out, avoid these food cubes at all costs. Now let's return to Earth. Oh. 
open a pack of weird trading cards. Night of the summer. I'm Rich Stevens from 102 Jams. Join me at 90210 Thursday, June 11th at Watermania. Record a video message of your favorite 90210 star. Win this 90210 bodyboard by surfing on Watermania's newest attraction, Wipeout. And compete in the 90210 lookalike contest. It's the only Central Florida event approved by the official 90210 fan club. Man, I, I remember when 90210 Mania was like sweeping the nation, dude. Like, you cannot sleep on 90210, Beverly Hills 90210. This show was like, it was sweeping the nation in such a major way when it hit. I remember that, like, it came around, and it wasn't really, like, a giant success success at first. But then, once it, like, connected with people, man, it really, like, it started sweeping the nation. You had, like, 90210 dolls. There was, like, everything you could imagine. Like, clothes, gimmicks of all sort, folders, stickers, you name it, dude. Any sort of, like, 90s thing going on at the time was, was available. I, myself... I didn't really watch it so much the first run. This was when I was like, I was already out of high school by this point. I was I was like out there on the streets, you know, living that hip hop life, doing whatever it is people do at the time, like knocking over liquor stores, taking over corners, doing stuff like that. I was into that scene as opposed to like staying home watching 90210, but I did, I did catch it on syndication. This show plays like, it plays somewhere at like all times. I think that it plays on pop the network pop, and I think that on Pluto TV, the streaming service, they have like a dedicated 90210 channel. If I'm thinking correctly, I might be wrong on that, but I, I don't think I am. But 90210 Mania was like, it was massive. I do think it's a good show. I do enjoy watching some 90210s, uh, like, like in reruns and whatnot. I think that this one is like, it's like the Smurfs. It's like the A-Team in that it really reaches out to people because there's various like archetypes of different characters. You got like, you got, like, the cool, aloof Dylan played by Luke Perry. Then you got, like, the more not nerdy per se, but, like, the more, you know, studious good guy Jason Priestley. Then you got, like, the bad girl. And just, like, anyone you could want is on the show as far as, like, being an archetype. That's somebody that we can all relate to. And what I have right here in front of me, I have two packs of 90210 cards by the famous card company Tops. I got the, uh... I got the checklist printed out here of all the cards. This is a, it is a 88 card set. And the first, the first 10 cards are all kind of rookie cards of the characters. You got, you got the Dylan, that's number two. Then you got the Jason Priestley, the Brandon, number three. And then you got the Shannon Doherty, number four, so on and so forth. So we're going to be looking for cards in those numbers. If you ask me... I think the Luke Perry Dylan card number two is the gem of the set, but the uh, the Brandon is not far behind. We would want both. I bought like I bought a whole bunch of packs of these, but they're all kind of like they're not opened, but the the seal on them is uh is a little loose. We're gonna open these up right here. The first one we have is card number seventy two, which is a picture of a Brandon, and he's with a gal on here. Then we have we have card number twenty three, which is like. The entire cast is lifting up uh, Shannon Doherty on a on a surfboard. It's a nice picture. And then you got card number 28, which is the siblings, Brenda and Brandon. Then you got card number 49, which is Steve. He's in a swimsuit wearing some really 90s like Oakleys. That's a nice image. And then there is card number 79, which is a book nook, which is a uh, Tori, which is a uh, Tori Spelling, of course, and talking about some book that she read. 
Then there's card number 18, the pet set, which shows uh, Shannon Doherty with a dog. Then there's card number seven. This is uh, Brian Austin Green, David Silver. We got the David Silver rookie card here. Not one of the not one of the amazing ones, but a uh, guy was married to Megan Fox at one time, so you got to say he's a winner on all levels. Remember when Homie on that show was all hip hop? He was just like being a DJ, being a producer and stuff. That was mad whack, but still, I got to give it up to dude, man. He's he's lived a life. Let's see. We're gonna open up another pack here. Then we got card number. Oh, this is a sticker. It's a sticker of Brandon. Is one of these a sticker and I didn't notice? Let's see. I think maybe it's this one. Yeah, the Steve is actually a sticker. So we got the Steve sticker and we got the Brandon sticker. Very cool. Then we got card number 69, which is a Shannon Doherty. Oh, here we go. We got card number two. He's a rebel. The Luke Perry rookie card. He's a rebel and he'll never, never be any good. We'll put that up here with the David Silver. So we did in fact get the card that we wanted. Then we got card number 40, which is good old Brandon on here. What a what a cool guy, Brandon. Then we got uh, card number 62, which has a trivia question. It says, what kind of car does Shannon drive? To find out, you got to get card number 63. Good luck on that. We got card number 39, which is uh, Jenny Garth, Shannon Doherty on it in their swimsuits. Not a bad image. Then we got... Uh, then we got another Brian Austin Green, David Silver rookie card. We got two there. That means we can go on the online and sell one of these, dude. I'm going to get this graded. I bet this is worth millions on the graded tip. I, I cannot wait to get that up there. 9.0 or something. Then we got another one of the pets. Let's uh, let's throw these in the garbage. Whoop. I think I actually have another pack. Hold on. Let me look in the, uh, the He-Man lunchbox. I do, in fact have one more pack. Let's bust into these. I really want to get that Brandon rookie card or whatever. Let's, uh, these also, they're not wax. They're plastic. These are plastic packs. Let's sit those over there. First one we got, oh, we got a Dylan sticker. That's not bad. Looking very moody. We'll put that up here with the keepers. And then we got one of, uh, it's Dylan and Brandon with their shirts off. Very sexy. Then we got another one here of Steve also with his shirt off. Super sexy. Then we got one here, a Brandon. This is card number 38, wearing a vest. Denim shirt, leather vest, very cool. Then there's one of Luke Perry, very smiley. You don't see a lot of Luke Perry smiling back in the Brandon days. This one here is Tori Spelling. She's at school, number 30-something. Then here's Brandon. He's in a car with his uh, very Brandon uh, look. And then the sticker is, is it? No, that's not a sticker. Why did I say that? And then there's another one of Luke Perry. And then there is another one of Steve. No rookies in here, but we did we did get the uh, Dylan sticker, which is pretty cool. I'll put that one on my Trapper Keep, on the Trapper Keep. Got two, two David Silver rookies. That's amazing, man. What an amazing find. If you would like one of these David Silver rookies, reach out to me. Hit me up on the tweets. Hit me a DM on the tweets that at, that's, uh, that's at I see robots on the tweet. No, I'll send this to you. I'll send this to you. You can get this graded yourself, and then you can be a scrillionaire like your guy. It's gonna be, it's gonna be amazing. But the the gym we got here is the uh, number two Dylan rookie card. He's a rebel, and he'll never never be any good. He's a rebel cause he never ever does what he should do just because he doesn't do what everybody else does. Oh, that's no reason why I can't get. Charge. Charge. This week in Japanese League Baseball. The 
Yokohama Dine Bay Stars played at Yokohama Stadium for the first time since early June as their ballpark was used for the Olympic Games. They hosted the Hiroshima Carp. At first, it seemed like they would lose miserably, falling behind 6-1 in early going. However, home runs by Shugo Makai, Keite Sano, and Natfali Soto propelled them to a thrilling win, 7-6. That said, they are still in last place, a game behind the fifth place in Carp. Oryx Buffalo's ace, Yoshinubo Yamato, threw eight innings and only gave up a single run in the bottom of the eighth. He left a 1-1 tie after that inning, but still picked up the win thanks to a clutch RBI single from former Major League Baseball great, Adam Jones. Yamoto's ERA is now the NPB low 1.68. His 12 wins are the top mark, as are his 145 strikeouts. The Hawks lost this nail-biter 2-1, but they won the rest of the weekend in convincing manner. That is This Week in Japanese League Baseball. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball. There is only one man who can strike fear in the hearts of the mutants. Only one man with the power to seize control of the tri-solar galaxy. No matter what it takes. Only the most powerful man in the universe, E-Man. This is the Mo2 Minute with the man who sold Kaldor the acid that burnt off his face. I see robots. Yeah, that's me. I'm that dude that sold that acid to good old Kaldor that led to him dropping it right on his stupid grill and melting it down to the bone. I actually factually have two Motus to open up this week. It was a, uh, hold on, I'm reaching over here. It was a good week, man. I've had this one in this box right here. I've been sitting on for a while, but I... I've been waiting to be together with you guys to, like, really crack it open. Because, you know what, man? This is so much I love you guys. I love you. I feel like we should do this together. It's awesome. I open all my toys with you guys. I don't know, man. I don't feel like you guys open any of your toys with me. So, I I kind of think that this is kind of kind of a one-sided thing, you know? And that that's a little bit hurtful. But uh, what I have in this box is... Let's pop it open. We're going to get the Arthur Fonzarelli Switchblade. Switch. Crack into it right here, right down the middle. This is coming from Estel Springs... Tennessee. I've never been there. I have been to Tennessee many times. That's where my grandmother lived, and we would go down there over the summer. Good old Red Boiling Springs, Tennessee. I have not been to you in many, many a year. Sometimes I think I, I probably never will again, which is which is sad because I had a really good time there as a kid, like playing with uh, crawdads in the creek and just doing all kinds of stuff. My grandmother owned a hotel. She owned a big hotel that was uh, in that like really rustic Tennessee style, big white pillars, two stories, and we used to go there, and we would, like, hang out, and like I said, chase crawdads in the creek, and we would help her, like, prepare the dinner and stuff. It had, like, this home-cooked dinner gimmick going on. We would, we would, like, shuck the corn for her, and then, like, cut the corn off the cob, because they had, like, cream corn, and, like, the most amazing biscuits I've ever had in my life. I've never, not, never, never, never had biscuits that were as good as my grandma. Shout out to her. Sadly, She's no longer with us, but uh, her memory lives on in my heart. Let me um, let me open this up. I got uh, very well packed. The figure itself is wrapped in uh, bubble wrap, which I appreciate. And then there was paper on the inside, packing paper. So it was very uh, biodegradable. I'm going to reuse that paper. I will probably end up reusing that box and the, uh, the uh, bubble wrap. So it's win, 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 win. For everybody out there, the figure in my hand right here is one of my new favorite characters. And this all comes from the new Kevin Smith Masters of the Universe. My newfound love for her comes from that, is what I mean. This is a character that goes by the name of Evil Lynn. She's the evil warrior goddess. This is the Masters of the Universe retro line with a new for 20 with a ton of articulation. Let's, uh, let's see what we can learn about Evil Lynn. 
before we delve too deep into the actual factual figure openings. What do we know? Tell us about Evil Lynn, please. The only female member of the Evil Warriors, she is an evil witch who aids Skeletor as his second in command with her powers of darkness. She is vastly more intelligent than Skeletor's other minions, and while she admits that she is not as powerful as Skeletor, she readily confesses that she hopes to seize her master's powers and lord it over Eternia herself one day. Thus, she has worked completely independent of Skeletor on multiple occasions. Her trademark is the magic wand crowned with a crystal ball, but Evil Lin typically generates magic without the assistance of any instruments. I really, uh, I really feel like Evil Lynn came to her own on the uh, recent Kevin Smith show, but on the, on the original series Bible for the Filmation cartoon, they had this idea that like Evil Lynn was actually factually from Earth, and her real name is Evelyn Powers, and that her and Marlena Glenn, who was uh, Queen Marlena, the wife of King Randor, the mother of He-Man, were astronauts that came from Earth. Somehow they fell through a portal, and they were both trapped on Eternia. They. They really made the best of it, though. One of them became a queen. The other one became sort of a queen, a queen of sorts, to Skeletor. I think that's a really interesting story, and I would love to see Kevin Smith explore that at some point in a, in future episodes. Let's get the let's get that story of Evelyn Powers and Queen Marlena like trapped as astronauts. Let's uh, pop into this figure. I'm I'm, I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm really excited about it, to be honest. I wanted this one for a while. I picked this up on eBay. I found this for $13.99 shipped, another great bargain. As we know, your guys always out there searching for a bargain. I I put a bid on this one, an opening bid, and nobody else bid. So there you go. I won. I got it. Let's uh let's pull her off this bubble. She's trapped in here. We're gonna use the Vidal Sassoon brand scissors. I know I got them around here somewhere to uh snippity snip. Snipper free. She has two little snips to get her out, and here she is. She's yellow. I don't know how a human being is yellow like this. It's very very sick color. She might have, uh, she might have become jaundiced in her, um, in her journeys. Maybe, like, being a human, the Eternian fruit doesn't have the necessary vitamins and minerals to keep her, uh, her normal, uh, flesh tone. Unless, of course, her flesh tone is, like, greenish-yellow. I don't know. I've never, I've never met her in person, but I can only speculate. Let's, uh, let's see. We're gonna, this is her battle staff. We're gonna open this up comes very tightly wrapped. Pull this over here. We'll throw that in the garbage. Now we have her. We'll put this uh, the staff right here in her hand. It fits quite well. I'm very happy with that. She's she's really cool. Her uh, figure is different than the original. The original Evil Lynn, who I do have. I have the Evil Lynn, but I don't have her weapon. I picked it up at a garage sale for like 50 cents. A garage sale up and around the corner that I, I went to. I found that and I found, like, a really old laptop that was running Windows XP, and I got them both for five bucks. I I use the computer in the garage. It browses the internet, like, totally just fine. So when I'm in there and I need to, like, look something up or whatever, I do it on that computer. And it served me, served me very well, despite being, like, anciently old. Let's see, this figure bends at the ankles. That's two ankles, two knees, and she can bend at the hips, at the wrist, the elbow and the shoulder and the head. She's really cool, really poseable. I do like the original Evil Inn, but I gotta say, this one's an upgrade. The figure sculpt is a little, little less clunky. The original uses the, uh, the Tila body, so it's a little, little thick in certain areas. And this one's a little bit more slender, which I, which I kind of like. I, I have a hard time seeing, like, Evil Lynn as being somebody who, like, works out a lot. But, in the Kevin Smith cartoon that we keep talking about, she does have massive guns, so we know that, uh, 
We know the amount of work that's involved in getting those peaks. So she must be like, she must be hitting the gym constantly. Maybe doing a little bit of a, little bit of Eternian steroids, as it were. We have, we have another figure here. Another Evil Lynn. It's double Evil Lynn week here on the show. We'll, we'll bust into that in a sec. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break. Is Snake not ready to take on me, man? Tidy Whitey, we are back. This is me, Icy Robots. Big shout out to Grandmaster Grandpa for making that uh, mix for us. Dude is definitely on time with his rhymes and his flows and his beats and all that kind of stuff. But uh, what I have in my hand right here is the second Evil Lynn of the week. This is this is the one from the Masters of the Universe Revelation. It is called the Masterverse, and this is this is more akin to a I would say like a Marvel Legend type figure, like a, a Star Wars Black, a a more upscale. Arthur Fonzarelli brand switch, a more articulated figure than the retros. This is, this is in the shade of the cartoon, meaning she's a lot more fancy. She has white hair and all kinds of stuff. I went ahead and I pulled her out of the box. There was a piece of tape on the top. She has collector-friendly packaging, so you can put everything back inside. And man, this is a very, very nice-looking figure. You have Evelyn herself. She has a spare head that you can put on that has her uh, long flowing white locks and then the normal look with the helmet. She has three sets of hands. One, two, three, four, five, six hands. Yep, she comes with a satchel and a really neat accessory. She has a, she has a shorter staff, which is, which is one thing. And then she has like a longer staff for different kinds of posing. Let's pull her out here. I want to sit this over on this side to avoid as many cranks. As I can on the air. Man, she is a beautiful looking fig. She comes packed with a smaller staff in her hand. And you can uh, you can pose her in many different ways. Does her jacket come off? No, it does not. But let's, uh, let's pull out her little satchel. You can hang this over her shoulder. This is a very nice figure. I had wanted this one for a while. To be honest, I really, I really did. She was my favorite character from the new show, and I, I wanted to get down with this. But I haven't, I haven't been able to find it at the Target. But then, lo and behold... The other day, we went up in there, and they had the whole first wave, which is, uh, let's see, He-Man, Skeletor, Skelegod, Moss Man, and Evelyn. They had all of them. They had, I think, three or four of each, which is really cool, but I, I only wanted uh, Evelyn, so I bought her. Let's see how easily her head comes off. I don't want to... Yeah, it comes off fairly easy. I don't want to, like, pull on it too hard, but yeah, you can replace that head. Let's get out this other... This other accessory here, which is a much longer version of her staff, and we'll we're gonna sit this aside. I don't want her, uh, I don't want the hands to fall off. When I get like multiple hands and stuff, I really, I really get twisted because I don't want to lose them, and I feel like there's always a risk of doing that because they're so small and I never know even where to keep them. Let's see what it says on the back. Evil Lynn, evil warrior goddess. 
The dark sorceress, ever present by Skeletor's side, weaves sinister spells to assist in his quest to conquer Castle Grayskull. A dangerous foe with malicious intent, Evil Lynn is not above allying herself with the heroic warriors for her own ambition and the untapped universal power held within Eternia. Whether standing on the side of evil or the side of good, Evil Lynn is to be feared, but never not never trusted. I feel like that's a pretty accurate assessment of what we got from her in the show. She stood with the heroes for a while, which was cool. I hope that you guys have seen it. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but it's a really fun show. I would definitely recommend it if you have any, any interest in Masters at all. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Wasn't sure what to expect going in, but I did, I did like it when I saw it. I think this figure is great. I am very, very happy with this. I might actually, might actually go back and pick up Moss Man. Honest to gosh, I don't need another Skeletor, another He-Man, but I do want to get the Tila from the set when that comes out, because... She was essentially the main character in the show, and it's kind of nice to, like, have her and uh, Evil Lynn together once again. Man, Evil Lynn has some pipes, dude. Her guns are bigger than mine, and I got I got Scott Steiner-level peaks, you know, and she's she's rivaling mine. Got to give it up to her for that, man. She must be hitting the uh, Preacher Curl machine like crazy. But uh, this is fun. This is great. I really do like this figure. I think that I paid 20 bucks for her on the online like on the eBay and stuff, I see her going for like 40 bucks, which is way, way, way more than I'm going to spend to some scalper who's out there buying up all the good stuff. So if you see one at the price that it is at, I would recommend it. This is a fun fig. Fun to open it. Happy to be with you guys. We'll be back in a sec. Up next, a look at this week's market acquisitions all right this is me once again i say that like there's somebody else on here except for me grandmaster grandpa and the various voices and ghosts that i hear in my head but i i've been hitting up the flea market every week it's actually kind of died down when it when it first reopened after everything it was like huge and popping but now it's like it's like far less popping which is which is fine i get it man there was probably a lot of people with a lot of things stored up and now they've sold through them and such but uh it's still fine it's still fun to have a good time every week. It's a good way to get your steps as well. Like, you get out there and you're just, like, walking back and forth, up and down the rows, getting your steps. It's all it's all good, man. I have a good time every time we go out. We hit the uh, we hit the good old Mojo sales at the Vets building. Then we head out to Sebastopol going past, going past Patron Joe's sign on the road where in which he cleans up the side of the highway each and every week with his, with his uh, scooter gang pals. But uh, this... This past week, I did actually find a couple fun things. Nothing like, nothing like amazing, but I'm going to go over them one by one. The first thing that I got here is a uh, processed plastic, made those kind of toys that you would find like in the grocery store back when you were a kid. It's kind of like a neon orange truck. It's a High Rider 4x4. It's like a pickup. It has those big like uh, lamps that you put in the bed. It's really, it's really cool. I remember buying a lot of these or like getting gifted a lot of things like this when I when I was younger and I always wanted like my Star Wars guys or like my G.I. Joe guys to be able to fit in here but they never not never did but I I still enjoy them and every time I see one I get a little bit nostalgic. I picked this guy up for two dollars like I said it's neon pink and yellow and it has uh four wheels that roll very well and then let's see let's try to stick a figure in here now nah, see you can't you can't fit anyone in you'd have to have half a figure because there's no actual like uh under the steering wheel leg space but it's still it's still very cool i looked this up these go for like 20 25 bucks on the online so i i came out ahead on that one then i got a i got a fisher price adventure people this is a person 
This is a skin diver in a yellow suit with like a really cool mustache. Let's see if there's any kind of identifying marks on here. It says, let's see what it says. Hasbro Fisher Prize made in Hong Kong 1977, I think is what it says. But these adventure people really, really, really stand the test of time because they're made of super durable, durable plastic. And they're just like, they're impossible to destroy. Let me stand him over here next to Evil Lynn. And then I also got this. Another Fisher-Price thing. This is a Fisher-Price Husky Heroes. This came out in 1981. And this is... This is a more, like, kid-oriented line rather than the uh, more, like, later kid line of the uh, Adventure People. These are... These are sort of... The best way I could explain it is, like, these are, like, the Duplo version of Fisher-Price Adventure People. They're smaller. They're more squat. And they're far more durable, if you can believe that. Like, you couldn't destroy these things if a meteor hit them. If a meteor hits the Earth, you're still going to have husky heroes around. These guys, these guys were something I definitely had as a kid. I had a ton of these husky heroes. The one I have here in my hand is a policeman. Why I bought him is because he came with the police car. I find the people from time to time. I think I have like 10 of them right now, but I hardly ever find the vehicle. So I was happy to get them both at the same time. He's pretty cool. I don't know. I honestly don't know what I'm going to do with him because I don't have a lot of space here in the office for like action figure vehicles. I mean, I'm like, I'm like up to the gills and stuff, to be honest with you. Someday I got to go through here and just like clean everything out. What I should do is just like box every single thing in the office up and then replace it with new stuff. But I really do. I really do like this Husky Hero. He's really dope. I would play with these guys with my G.I. Joes and with my Star Wars and stuff. And because they're like, let's compare him. He's actually around the same height as an adventure person. They're almost identical in, in height. But he's like much shorter, much stouter. He's like really hefty if uh, I want to steal it from the, the title. But um, these guys, these guys would hang around. And what I would do is I would pretend that they were like incredibly strong. Like... They weren't as cool, they weren't as fast as Snake Eyes, but if they got their hands on Snake Eyes, they could rip him limb from limb. They could just, like, yank and pull because they were so darn strong and durable. Let me, uh, let me move that aside. I also got one more thing, and this is the favoritest thing that I got at the flea market this weekend. It's a copy of the Brave and the Bold, number 166. It's the first appearance of a character known as Nemesis. Nemesis is, like... He's kind of like a DC spy character. He, uh, he wears, like, all black. He has a black turtleneck with, like, a uh, shoulder holster and, like, a little insignia on his chest. He has, like, a, like, a blonde 70s haircut. He was later a member of the Suicide Squad. He was later a member of Checkmate. All things like that. This is, this is maybe, like, a $10 comic. I had to pay $5 for it, which is more than I like to spend for things at the flea market. But I, I couldn't pass on a, uh first appearance of Nemesis when I had the opportunity to grab it. Let's see. Let's see if I can quickly, while we're here, pull out the um, trusty who's who, and we'll see if we can actually find the one with Nemesis. My who's who's are mixed in with my handbooks of the Marvel Universe. Let's, um, let's see. I, I don't want to fail you guys. I already said I was going to do it, so it's like I gotta do it, but this... This might take longer to dig. I, I should have organized this. I apologize, man. This is this is all real right now. This is like the real deal, Evander Holyfield. Shout out to Holyfield. Let's hope he knocks out 
uh, Vita or Belfort when they when they box. Uh, let's see, Invisible Kid, Crypto. I feel like we're going to come on it. Oh, here it is. It is the June 1986 edition of Who's Who. Let me um, let me pull this out. Uh, this is this is some bush league radio even for you, I see robots. This is the wackest thing I've ever done. But let's see, he is on. Let's see, there's Nathaniel Dusk, Negative Man from the Doom Patrol, Negative Woman, Necron, and here he is, Nemesis. His name is Thomas Tresser. He's a vigilante. He's single. He has a brother named Chet. He's affiliated with no one. He's 5'10", 170. He is a superb hand-to-hand -hand combatant and master of disguise. He's one of those dudes who had that disguise gimmick where, like, he would be posing as somebody perfectly, and then, like, Scooby-Doo style, he pulls off his face, and it's like... It's like him underneath. He, uh, I'm trying to sum this up quickly. He, um, he fought against the council. He teamed up with Batman. He shot somebody, blah, 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 blah. You know, this didn't, this didn't turn out to be any good at all. And I apologize. I, I regret that deeply looking for this book, but I hope that you had a good time. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, uh, I'm getting a report from World Famous News. This is, um, let me, let me cut to that quickly. I apologize. Let's, let's see what they have to say. Hold on. This is Francis Lebec for World the Famous News. Riotin HAS intensifié Euron Paris and other outlying regions. The Rioters are fighting the police and private security hired by shopkeepers to defend store of Cooktronics Food Cube. As so far no one appears to be injured but it seems inevitable as the Riotin intensifie. We will follow up more as the story develops. This is Francis Lebec for World the Famous News. France. I'm here at one with nature, clearing my mind, clearing my thoughts, getting myself prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've forgotten what it's like to lose. This is the world's famous I See Robots show. All right, a uh, big shout out to all my homies in Paris. Man, it is jumping off there. That sounded crazy. Big shout out to uh, Francis Lebec for that report too. World Famous News is on the spot with this. It looks like it looks like Food Cube writing is uh, it's expanding. But now that we know that there's actually factually the stuff, the famous stuff, the addicting stuff is in there. We gotta we gotta be careful, man. Avoid these things at all costs. It's like I I don't want to see any of you guys get hooked, and I know that like. I know a few of you guys have sampled the food cubes, and I'm hoping that, like, I hope that it hasn't become a habit, dude. I've been doing all that I can do to, uh, keep you guys away from it. I, I, I don't know what, man. Just please, please stay away. Oh, check this out. I was, uh, I was over at Walmart the other day. I needed to get a, a dog tag, a dog collar tag. Ursus tag fell off somewhere along the lines, and they have this machine that you can use to, like, print out tags. So we went over there, and I was, I was getting one done. I think that, like... It's very, very, very important to have a tag with your address on it. That's the number one way, in my opinion, you're going to get your dog back. Because the few times that, like, the few times that, like, the dogs have gotten out of the yard when we're, when we're not at home, they've always been returned because people, like, see their names, they see their address, and they just bring them back home. I, myself, have found many a dog in the street, and if they have a tag with their address, I just bring them back home. It's easy peasy. Easy peasy mac and cheesy. So please, get a tag with your dog's address. You can get one over at Walmart. They have a machine. I think it costs $5. No b big deal at all. But we were we were over there, and it's in the uh, it's in the pet department. And I, we're sitting there waiting for the tag to print. And I looked up, and right next to where the machine was was a box of... Uh, 
ivermectin? Is that what it's called? That uh, horse cream that mutants are using that they they believe can cure the bug. Well, there was like a whole case of like ivermectin sitting right there and me and the wife were like, we're making jokes about how people are using this apple flavored uh, horse dewormer as a way to like avoid this disease when there's like a very, very easy, very safe option available right now. That option is called the vaccine. I encourage everyone out there to get it. I have it. The wife has it. The kid has it. We've had it for a while. Gino Vega has it. Carlos has it. We all have it with no side effects of any sort. So please, 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 Get it, don't take this horse dewormer, but we're sitting there looking at the, at the boxes, and then I noticed there's like, there's kind of like this guy sort of hovering around us, and I think he's kind of looking at the, uh, the machine, the, um, the, the label machine, but then I realized like, I think he's looking past us at the ivermectin, so we're just like, we're kind of giggling to ourselves that this mutant wants to get his hands on it, and eventually like, we finished the, uh, we finished the tag, and we headed on, but then I'm like, I gotta see. I gotta see if that guy was back there getting the ivermectin. So we went back around, and I kind of, on the sly, looked around the corner, and I could see this homeboy, an American flag t-shirt, grabbing four or five boxes of the stuff to take home and wipe on his kulo. What a, what a way to go through life, dude, please. Just get the shot. Don't be like these guys. It's like, it's just, it's not... It's not good. It's not good at all. Don't eat food cubes. Don't eat Ivector Myosin. This, uh, this stuff was apple flavored. Maybe it tastes great like an apple flavored food cube. But you know what? Neither one is good for you. Neither one is going to lead to you being safe. They're both going to lead to you having diarrhea. So I implore you stay away. Let's, uh, let's pull our animal card before we get out of here. Um, I'm just going to pull the one off the top. The one that we have on the top is the spirit of the penguin. <laughs> And the spirit of the penguin says this, the period of darkness that you've been going through is about to end. Man, that is something we all need to hear right about now. It has been a very dark time. It has been a very dark year and nothing would be better than to have all this pass away soon. I, I myself, I, I lost my beloved cat and it's been hard. It has been hard. I can't even tell you how hard it's been. He's so in my heart. He's so near and dear to me and he's gone and I miss him and I want to see him all the time. I... I can't imagine I'm never going to see his sweet little face again, and it hurts really bad, but I'm doing what I can do to make it through. I'm doing what I can do to make it through this hard year, and I hope that you guys are doing what you can do to make it through. Go for walks, do some exercise, eat healthy, drink a lot of water, try to try to focus your thoughts on other things. That's really all you can do, but I, I implore you, please stay strong, man. Just stay strong. Push that pain down in your heart till your heart becomes as hard as a diamond. That's bad advice, but that is... That is one of the way I deal with things. I kind of just push them down and pretend that they're not going on. And I, I know that's not healthy and it's going to lead to a heart attack. But you got to make it through the day more than you got to make it through life. If that makes any 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 sense. But um, I'm here for you guys. If anybody wants to reach out, you wanna you wanna hit me up on the tweets. I will respond. I can't I can't guarantee that I'll respond super quickly because I don't spend a lot of time actually checking my tweets. But I guarantee you that I will respond. I'm here for any and everybody who needs help in any way. I. I love you guys. I care about you. I care about the world. I care about things. I try to make the world a better place. And that's that's all we can do. But let's hope, man. Let's hope that these these dark days are behind us. Let's hope that, like, there's less food cube riots in the future. Let's hope that you guys get the shot. Let's just hope. Let's just hope, 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 hope. But until that day comes, we got to stay strong. I think that, uh, I think I'm going to get up out of here. I, I've, I've kind of reached the limit of, of uh, things I have to say. But uh, I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you're safe. 
Hope everything's going good for you. But uh, until we meet again, if you don't like the news, go out and make some of your own. All right, um, Ann, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody loves everyone.